want to share something about the Lord tonight, but I want to do it by affirming you guys. Okay? I'm going to share about the Lord and His goodness by affirming Soma Church, by applauding you guys. Okay? I may even give you an opportunity to applaud yourselves a few times before this is over. And the way that I want to do that, the way that I want to affirm you, applaud you, is through the shared values of our church. Some of you guys have been here for a while. Some of you are new to our church. Uh, at some point, you will hear about or have heard about um, our shared values. There are values. Uh, some organizations, even churches, call them core values. There's nothing wrong with that. We call them share values because we hope that these are values that you guys will share. And I'm telling you that what I'm seeing in the church that God has privileged me to lead is that you share these values. And I just want to applaud you. Can I do that? So we're going to look at those. Are you already? When's the last time you've been affirmed? Some of you are like, I'm so ready for this. Nobody's clapped for me since I was in the jump rope race in the second grade. Well, you're going to be applauded. So we have seven shared values. And the first one is authentic worship. As a church, we value genuine encounters with God that produce life-changing results. Some of us are familiar with the story in, in John chapter 4 where Jesus has the encounter with the woman at the well. And that's the spot in Scripture where Jesus says that true worshipers will worship me in spirit and truth. How many of you are familiar with that? That's where Jesus said it. John 4, you can go read it if you've never read it. You guys are true worshipers. You guys are people that come in every week and you worship in spirit and in truth. I love that about you. And, and I thought about how, as I was thinking about this shared value, I thought about how currently you are coming, ending your day early on a Saturday, the day. They should change Saturday from Saturday to the day. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, the day. Whatever. That was a bad joke. But you, every week you come and you show up, even though you might be tired, you might have rather stayed at the lake or mowing the yard or whatever it is you do, but you do it week in and week out. And I, I just want to say that, that that makes me pretty proud. I thought about how one of the biggest transitions of our church ever in the eight years of our existence was the transition that we made in the area of worship with Sean, who served faithfully hardworking, faithful, great times of worship. We all love and adore Sean and his wife, Brittany, and their kids. Because they have one on the way, little Asa. Do any day, I suppose. And we made a transition in the worship area with Jesse so that Sean could focus on his school and some of the things that he has in mind to do. And you guys didn't even blink an eye. Yeah, like it didn't affect you at all. You just came in and it's like, that's cool. We're authentic worshipers. We're going to go forward anyway. I love that about you. I mean, really, authentic worship is one of our shared values, and I love being a part of a church that shares that value. So can I applaud you? Can I applaud you? You can applaud yourself. That'll work. And one of our other shared values is permeating relationships. As a church, we value friendships that go beyond superficial into the realm of supernatural grace. I love that. Allowing us to experience life together both in celebration and in suffering. That's you guys. You guys aren't satisfied with just hanging out on the surface. You want to go deeper. In Colossians, 
chapter 3, Paul says, Those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you forgive them. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. Does anybody know what the Greek word for body is? Soma. Indeed, you were called in one soma, and be thankful. Of course, we're familiar with Romans 12. We talk about this a lot. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And you guys do that every, really every day. Every day I see something going on. I've never seen, I've never seen a body of believers, except for TCF. You guys are pretty amazing. But the way that you, the way that you love on people when they come here, new people, familiar people, old people, whatever people, the way that you love them and accept them and make them feel immediately at home, it's amazing. I mean, that's, that's who you are. That's what you do. I thought about um, how this church comes through for one another. I mean, constantly, you guys come through for one another. The, the women's ministry have a Facebook page. And I, I don't have Facebook, but every now and then, Melissa's on there, and I'll see her on, Tas Philos, which uh, my understanding um, means, uh, in Latin, I believe, sisterhood or sisters. Okay, And so there's always something... Um, you know, can you pray for me this? Can you pray for me that something hard's going on or something exciting is going on and rejoicing, suffering, rejoicing, suffering, going back and forth, back and forth all the time. How many of you have been a part of those conversations? Raise your hands, ladies. Yeah. This is who you are. I thought about starting a, a men's Facebook page for the men's ministry. Women have toss philos. I thought maybe we could call ours boss philos. Are you into that? Toss fellas. Oh, you're way more creative than me. Get out of here. It already exists? It does? I'm glad I was invited. That's right. I'm not on Facebook. Okay, so I don't have to feel insecure about that. Permeating relationships. You guys are a church that is, uh, is nailing that. Can I applaud you? I'm happy to be a part of a church that shares the value of permeating relationships. I am. I wouldn't want to lead any other kind of church. Can I applaud you? Will you applaud yourselves? Another one is transformational truth. We value teaching the Word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit, believing this to be the only thing to bring about true change in our lives because Jesus said that. He says the truth will set you free. Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And then another time when he was praying for his disciples right in the garden the night before he was crucified, he was praying and he said, Father, sanctify them or set them apart. Make them different. Make them holy in your truth. And he says, your word is truth. So he, he was praying for us that the truth of God's word, the truth of who God is would change us. And every week I see you guys holding your Bibles over your head before we start. Usually we didn't do that tonight, but normally we put the Bible over our head and you do it week in and week out. And I believe it's not just because I'm telling you to do it, but because you believe that these words truly have the power to change your life. Can I get an amen on that? This is who you guys are every Weak, you believe the power of the word. And listen, I know your stories. I know the stories of transformation in the lives of the people that come to Soma, Soma Church. You guys, some of you have stories that make your jaw drop. But then it goes from a drop draw 
to a big smile because of God's redemption and His grace and His mercy and restoration. That's who you are. You are people who are surrendered to the transformational truth of God's Word. And I want to applaud you for that. Can I do that? Applaud yourselves too. How many of you are uncomfortable with being affirmed? You guys okay with it? You're like, it's too much too soon. Does anybody know that movie reference? Not even one. I'm not even going to tell you. Okay, I'll tell you. It's The Grinch. Y'all don't watch The Grinch? Too much too soon. Okay. Another, listen, another shared value that you guys share in a, in a big way is selfless giving. That's one of our values. We value the extravagant pouring out of our resources, hoping that every selfless act will communicate our love for God and our love for others. You guys are familiar with the place in Acts chapter 2. We love Acts chapter 2. All this amazing stuff happens, this big, powerful stuff. But the big stuff is at the end of the chapter where it says that those who had believed were together and they had all things in common. In other words, everyone's heart, home, pocketbooks, cars, everything. Nothing was their own. Everybody shared. And it says that no one was, was in need. I don't know if you realize it. We're not perfectly like that early church, but you guys are sure close. Did you know that? You guys, I mean, again, on Toss Philosophy, other places, phone calls, emails, I get emails, and there's always someone that has something to give away. Anybody need a whatever? And then you see, yeah, I could use one of those. Here you go. It's free for you. How many of you ever got a freebie in this room? Raise your hand if you got a freebie. And then you also have people that have said, I need something. You were humble enough to, to say that I, I'm in need right now. I, does anyone have a this or that that I could borrow or that I could have or that I could rent? And there's always someone that comes through. I've never heard of any need not coming through. It's amazing. That's you guys. It's amazing. And I thought about this week how we take our tithes and offerings. And we have these bowls up in the front. And we do this little halftime thing where everybody gets up and it's kind of chaotic. And kids are running around and people are shaking hands. But that's the time where we bring our offerings. And you guys come up and you throw it in and you go high five somebody. Dude, you could easily be like, yeah, yeah, and skip. And nobody would even know it. You don't do that. You guys are faithful every week to give, to tithe. And I'm like, wow. And then I got to thinking about the Exodus strategy. If you haven't been here very long, you may not know what that is. But two years ago, we were, uh, uh, two years ago, r- roughly two years ago, we, were, um, we had to leave the facility that we were at, at the Discovery Science Place. And we didn't know where we were going or what we were going to do. Going to do. Circumstances just... Um, caused us to have to leave. We didn't know what we were going to do, but we knew that whatever we do, eventually, at some point, and maybe even immediately, was going to cost money. And so we, we put a com- campaign to raise some money for anything um, that we might need to do wherever it was that we moved. We called it the Exodus Strategy. And you guys, we did a two-year campaign. And you guys, I don't know if you knew this, but you guys committed, Soma Church committed over a two-year time, $92,110. We are not a big church. You co- Listen, it gets better. You committed $92,110 over two years. Here's the cool thing. Total given to date is $86,749. That means that we only have $5,000 left. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? That's 95% good head shake. Yes. 
That means we're only $5,000 away from that. 95% of what was committed has come in. I don't know if you realize this, but that is unusual for a capital campaign, campaign of any kind. For you to actually reach. For people who said they would give. for 90, And listen, we still have the month of December. We're probably going to reach. Well, there's no reason to believe all of it won't come in. You guys committed it two years ago. You stuck to your commitments. Even people that have moved away because of jobs and other things were faithful to give what they committed. You guys, one of the things I love about Soma Church is that it is a church that generously, lavishly gives. Not just of your money, but of yourselves. And um, I just love being a part of a church that shares that value. I love it. And by the way, that, that campaign um, ends January 1st. You don't, it's over. Some of you are like, oh, thank God, <laughs> you know. But you did it. January 2016 is when that, that's over. Granted, we will still be raising money, and I'm sure you'll hear more about that. We'll always need stuff. But, but that campaign's over, and you guys did it. Can I applaud you? Can I applaud you? Can you applaud yourself? Another one is excellent ministry. We value doing things to the best of our ability, knowing that this pleases God and communicates to people that we care. Something we say around here a lot is preparation shows you care. Melissa and I have said that for years. And I, I, this week, was thinking about how amazed I am how when I come in roughly um, 2.33, I'm already seeing excellent ministry happen. I see... Brittany, doing last-minute preparations, doing final touches on her lessons. And I see Jesse and the team and Sean and all those guys over the last eight years working out chord structures and sets and praying through songs and, and doing those things to lead us in worship. And then uh, 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 greeters get here and kids' workers start getting here. And you guys set up and you tear down. And every week, everything is just like excellent. You guys ever notice how excellent and well things are done around here? Do you realize... I have very little to do with that. That is Marvin leading teams of people, and the people are you. You guys are the ones that have excellent ministry every week. I love that. I love that I go to a church and have a part of a church that values excellent ministry. Can I applaud you? You can applaud yourself, too. You know, I'll add something to that, too. I hear story after story of how in the marketplace, where you at, where you work, where you go to school, where your activities, about how people will come up to you and say, what's different about you? What do you got? Because of the way that you live your life in such an excellent way. I don't have time to go into it, but there's a prophet in the Old Testament called Daniel. And Daniel saw, um, got favor with very, 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 very high people. He literally changed culture around him because it says that Daniel had a spirit of excellence. You guys have a spirit of excellence. You may not know you do, but you do. And if you don't think you do, you do. And if you don't, get one. Another one is missional living. We value living out the love of Jesus Christ, believing it will compel the spiritually lost to follow him. And we've been talking a lot about that lately, so I won't, I won't spend too much time talking about what that means because we've been talking about reaching outside of these walls with our hands, with our hearts, and, and ministering to people. You guys are doing it. You guys are constantly seeking ways to reach out to people. We're all growing in that, but we are doing a really good job. Some of you are here because 
of the way other people just loved you, loved you where you were. I love that. People are coming to church, but more, more importantly, people are coming to Christ. Amen? And that's you. That's the church I belong to. I go to a church. I love being a part of a church that shares the value of missional living. And then we have one more, intentional discipleship. Everybody say, intentional discipleship. Somewhat of a tongue twister. We value doing things on purpose to mature the saints and equip them for the works of ministry. You know, this is big time on Jesus' heart because the last thing he said was to go and make disciples of all nations. It's something that's on his heart, something that's on my heart. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, in the church realm, discipleship is one of the hardest things to accomplish because it takes more than a staff. It takes more than a pastor. It takes people. Amen? It takes people. And you guys have done a very good job of discipling people. I think a lot of you would say, man, I've really been discipled through Soma Church, whether it's through a women's Bible study, some sort of one-on-one coffee thing with another guy in the morning, whether it's through life groups. So much discipleship happens one way or the other through life groups. Give our life group leaders a real quick applause. A lot of discipleship that happens. And, and I'll just, I will say this. This is going to be an area of extreme focus, discipleship, going into the year 2000. Did I say 2016 earlier? I don't, don't even listen to that. 2015. See, I'm thinking so far ahead. Visionary. God, what are you saying for two years from now? No. But it is. It's going to be an area of focus um, for the next year because, um, for one, it's what Christ wants for us. And the efforts that we've had in the area of discipleship have been so effective that more people are coming and more people need discipleship. So that has to spread out, amen? God's going to show us how to do that this year, I believe. And uh, I think I've shared this before, but on two different occasions, speakers that have come in, special speakers that have come in, have given us um, what you might call a, um, a prophetic word, a word, uh, and um, that there's a great harvest coming. Now, that could be six months from now. It could be six years from now. I don't know. But um, the Lord seems to be speaking that God is going to send people our way. Isn't that cool? Well, we want to be people who are ready to disciple those people. Amen? It's going to take all of us. Are you guys ready? It's like an army. We're raising up an army. You guys know what I'm talking about? So, anyway, these are things that I'm excited about. All of these values. I, I, I love being a part of a church that values intentional discipleship. Can I give you a, a round of applause? Can you give yourself a round of applause? 